Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. You heard Eamon mention the access to cash bill. It is going to Cabinet today. It basically ensures the use of cash in supermarkets, convenience stores and pharmacies from now on and stops the closure of ATMs as well. Sheena Mitchell is a pharmacist and the host of the Wonder Care podcast. Sheena, were, um, Sheena, were pharmacies not accepting cash that they had to bring this in? No, this is why I find this legislation kind of funny the way it specifies pharmacies and supermarkets. So my pharmacy in Milton, Total Health Pharmacy in Dublin 6, we have always accepted cash and I don't know any of my colleagues or peers who haven't always accepted cash. For community pharmacy, we see accessible healthcare as essential to all patient groups and removing cash would have, you know, put a barrier in place and so it's not something that has happened. And for me, even as a consumer, I haven't noticed this in supermarkets either. Maybe some small convenience stores, but in general... I've never had an issue with the supermarket, you know, refusing cash. So for me, this legislative change is a bit funny in the way that I suppose it specifies retailers who are already open and accepting cash. And it's more allowing non-essential services to refuse it by specifying retailers. That makes sense. So I do completely agree that we need to have cash in society. And I think you know, it's essential to have ATMs really accessible mm. to people. Consumers have right to autonomy and not everyone is going to want to use cards. And I think that's fair and reasonable. Like, cash is legal tender. And if we go cashless, in essence, in my mind, the banks are the only winners. Why specify pharmacies, supermarkets and convenience stores then? So I think they're obviously trying to safeguard it so that there is access to these essential services. But for me, it's a bit ironic because they are the one group who are actually already invested in providing accessible services. So I don't know why they were specified. Maybe, you know, they're fearing the future and safeguarding that. And that's absolutely fine. Mm. But I don't think it was a threat. Whereas I think it's much more of a threat in other retail spaces. And, you know, even I was in Central Parks recently, I was lucky enough to go there with my kids. And that is completely cashless. And for me, that's a little bit of a shame because, you know, I can't give my child a fiver and say, go to the shop and buy yourself something. They have to have a card and a pin. Do you know, I think it's it's a sad way to go. And okay. I also, you know, I also think like if we give, you know, I, I'm really anti-cashless um, purely, even though I'm quite cashless myself. Um, but I do think that, you know, really we're giving the, the banks a monopoly on legal tender if we do allow it. I, I, I assume Finbar Filan, Finbar's the, the owner of the Centra store in, in Sligo, like you also, uh, no more than Sheena, are impacted by this. But there's a cost to you. Uh, yeah, again, like Sheena, I'm surprised that we were just singled out because I, I think we should have cash should be available for every business to take. Uh, it gives people the choice of what, how they want to spend their money and where they want to spend it. Um, there is a cost, but there's cost both ways, Andrea. There's a cost for um, handling cash, but there's also a cost for handling ATMs. Um, the vast majority of ATMs now are non-bank ATMs. They're in businesses like my own. And um, the cash that goes through the business comes from my business. So if, if I have a busy week uh, on the ATM and I have to buy cash, that's a cost to me. I would have particular concern about where we, we could be forced to ensure that we have 10 euros and 20 euros in it. Because a lot of the time we don't have those small small notes, notes circulating in our business 
to fill the machine. So uh, I would have concerns on that end. But it is there is significant costs involved both ways. Yeah, I, I understand the point around um, the accessibility of, of 10 and, and 20 euro notes. But I suppose the point that maybe a lot of people might have missed in all of this is that it's you, Finbar, as the person providing the luxury of the ATM service in the centre in Sligo. You actually have to go and pay for that. You have to buy the change in the bank and have that accessible to people. Yeah, and it can be quite frustrating when you're in the shop and someone comes in, the ATM is out of service. And it's frustrating for the customer that comes in. But it it would be a cost on my business to fill that ATM machine again. And I think that's unfair. Uh, And if the government want to ensure that we have ATMs in place, they should be looking at those costs and addressing them. Because again, it's going back to the only one that's making money on those is the the bank Mm. and the ATM providers. Has there been any detail on that today? I know this is just uh, going to Cabinet um, I didn't hear a thing about it. Didn't no. hear a thing about it. And, and ironically, the lack of cash circulating in, in the country um, makes it even harder. So when I started opening the shop 13 years ago, my breakdown was 90% cash, 10% mm. card. Now it's 55% card and 45% cash. And at the weekends, it's, it's, a, it's a demographic as well. At the weekends, when the younger people are going out, it could end up 80-20 in favour of card over cash. So as the cash disappears in, in the in the economy, it makes it harder to mm. fill the ATM machines in yeah. and then you have to you have to absorb the, the cost of actually having that cash floating through the machine. So are you looking, you know, by way of supermarkets and convenience stores for that cost to be absor- absorbed elsewhere? If the government want to force it on us, they need to start covering it for us. Do you agree with that, Gina? I strongly feel that, you know, my business is to supply medicines and healthcare advice. The bank's business is to provide access to money. I think that they should be providing and there should be an onus on them to provide ATMs with no domestic cost for, you know, withdrawal of your cash. You have to remember, like, my, in my premises, we say we're about 95% card, okay? But we will not refuse cash and, you know, because it's really important for those people who pay by it. But every transaction that goes through our ATM, obviously we face charges on. So I think to not provide the option, option of cash is, as I said earlier, monopolising the market of legal tender. And I really think that the onus is on the banks. Like, money is the bank's business. It's not, you know, central business. I completely empathise with, with Fergal there, or for, with Finbar, sorry. That, because it's not, it shouldn't be his duty to have to mm. try and, you know, ensure that an ATM... Well, particularly provided. when they're specifying that it's you yeah. and, and Finbar and other supermarkets out there that have to actually do this. You're the three that have been, that have been singled out today. Yeah, well, all, as far as I can see, we're just expected to have cash and to, you know, to allow cash as tender. What's concerning for me is that if there isn't access to cash, you know, they're saying we're going to have all of these ATMs. For me, that's really, really important. Mm. And as Finbar said there, there's no reason to kind of isolate retailers such as supermarkets, um, centres, etc., and community pharmacies, because we are the one group who, you know, essentially are already playing, I suppose, (laughs) by the rules. Like, for me, it's bad business not to allow customers access to your products or services. So for me, any retail business in a long-term you know, retail building or unit should be able to provide contactless. It's actually more expensive, you know, to take card than it is to buy your cash, depending like there's cash handling companies 
which deal with any security concerns. Like there's really yeah. no... Well, that's the other point too, Sari Finbar, just it was something that struck me this morning, you know, in the conversation around mm. having to have the cash in the business. And I totally understand the, the reasons for that, um, allowing members of the public and consumers to use cash. But, but the point around the ATMs and having to have so many ATM machines, you've been on this show before, you've talked about antisocial behaviour in your shop, you know, and, and, and other supermarket owners have as well. Um, like the potential for theft is higher when you've cash in ATMs. Uh, it, it, it is, it's a possibility, but uh, thankfully it's something that hasn't happened. Um, but it is a possibility and it, it's always a constant worry that particularly when you have to fill the machine and, and you have to service the machine, uh, it's a constant worry. Uh, that something could happen or someone could come in and it's an easy target and we don't have the same level of security that a bank would have so you would be concerned about it that that is something could happen but thankfully hasn't happened so far yet. Brenda is with us on the line in Tipperary today. Brenda do you think it's important that the, you know this law is brought in today that we actually protect cash? Uh, well yes I'm I'm very strong on that Andrea. Um, I think on your programme there previously when you did a section on it, I think if we allow a cashless society 100%, we are going to unravel our community, um, which is happening already in rural Ireland at a a steady pace, but this will escalate it. Um, In in our town, we had two banks uh, eight years ago. Now we have no bank. And in the last couple of years, our butcher went, a little bakery went, a retail clothing shop and so slowly uh, the banks are orchestrating a system whereby they're withdrawing the lifeblood out of the community in various different forms including this cashless aim and it is causing the unravelling of the community like as if you pulled a thread on a woolen jumper. Because of the the fact that the two banks aren't aren't there so for business owners there's... Well you see if, if you look at it Andrea I mean Say the big shop in a week is probably done by a mother with a couple of kids, right? And she may be working full-time or part-time. Time is of the essence. She has to go out of town to get money. Therefore, she's going to do her shopping wherever she goes. So the kickback immediately mm. is the local shop service. So have you, you've, you you know, know, you've no ATM at all, Brenda, have you? In, in your we have, we got, we have some now. We've won back in the supermarket and um, we have a credit union, which is a okay. good one. But you see, it's just the ATM and you can see the difference of the banks going. Yeah, there, there uh, is one in the, the local supermarket, yeah. but it's just, it's not the, yeah. the on street. But I think, it, I think cash is the lifeblood of a local community. And yeah. um, yet the old age pensioners are all affected if it goes... Um, I think I heard recently up to 33% of people on social welfare don't have a bank account. There's a whole cohort of society that you're cutting off. Mm. Claire is on the line in Cork. Claire, do you think that we need to bring in legislation like this to actually protect cash? I do. Um, I just from personal experience during COVID, um, masks near me were burnt down and I couldn't even make phone calls. You know, I'd no internet connectivity. Um, they were burnt down over, um, you know, the 5G conspiracy, COVID conspiracy theories. And from that, I learned that no one in this country, as far as I'm aware, has the right to a reliable internet connection. So when things go wrong, it's like for me, I, I, right. I use it for budgeting as well. So I, I, I make big purchases, expensive purchases with my card and then everyday items like groceries and so on 
I buy. Um, you're a, you're you a know, cash a user. Yeah, yeah. I, like for, okay. for every day, it's just kind of easier to keep track of what I'm spending and so on. But then it's really difficult. You know, not everyone has good internet or reliable mm. internet connection. So to do online banking and keep track okay. of purchases and I so know on is hard. The, the real issue, says this text with the ATMs in Ireland, is, 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 is as standard. They now only hold 50 euro notes. In, in the UK, for instance, the ATM machines there still use £5, £10, £20 and £50 notes. Will in Limerick says, I was just in Super Value. I wanted to buy a three euro loaf of bread. There was six self-service tills, all of them were card only. I had three euro in cash, so I walked to the only till that was taken cash. There was a queue, so I went back and paid with card. The big supermarkets take cash, but they do often make it quite difficult for customers because they now need less staff. Um, Barry's with us on the line today. Barry is from the Lock and Brew Cafe. Barry, you're not included now in, um, you know, by, by the new rules announced today under under these new laws. But do you feel there's a push towards card payment in your business? I feel there is as well that's been pushed through but like the consumer is the one that will actually you know guide that and they're the ones that are going to push whether they want cashless society eventually now like I'd have consumers coming in that around this time now would actually go to an ATM take out cash so they can budget for the day you know they know exactly what they're spending because up to that they're just kind of tapping away all day long and then at the end of the week they go have a look at their statement and they don't know where they are as regards their budget so I reckon, like, you know, consumers are the ones that's going to eventually push it. But if we kind of go to a cashless society, like, for instance, now, a couple of times over the Christmas period, my um, car terminal dropped off where the internet connection would, would be yeah. very bad. And then, like, if I was cashless, that's my business kind of closed until it kind of comes back up again. You know, where do we go from there? Like, what happens when it does happen now and again? You say, look, the, the customer will say, look, we run out when we go to the ATM and come back and give you the cash. You know, sorry about that. But it is a big hindrance. It's all technology. Like, is technology going to be that good when we, if we end up a cashless society that we're going to be able to keep up with the, 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 with the technology and keep everybody happy? But I don't think it'll ever, ever change from cash. And cash does have to be protected. It, uh, people have to have a choice. People have to have a choice of whether they want to use their card on that specific day or do you want to go and use cash and know exactly how much they're spending. So that choice can't be taken away. Cash has to be always there. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, listener says here a lot of hotels apparently now are refusing to take cash on check-in. All purchases, food, for instance, food and drink in the bar, card only. I've often spotted it. All happened since COVID, says this texter. Another listener, 087-1400-106. The cash legislation, it's targeting pharmacies and grocery shops to help older members of society who don't use card as much as younger people. I totally accept that. And absolutely, um, if people want to use cash, they should have a right to use cash. The problem, though, with that, as you've heard from Sheena and Finbar a few moments ago, is that the cost of actually allowing for that luxury falls with the convenience stores, the supermarkets, and the pharmacy owners. Um, Jer is with us on the line. Jer, do you think we need to protect cash? No, because I actually think I think cash actually actually kills people. I think cash makes people vulnerable, especially the elderly. Because I mean, I I've convinced my mother to learn to use a credit card, and she's been using it now for years. But I mean, before that, I was worried about her walking around with with, with you know, taking money out of an ATM, be followed home. And even if you don't have cash uh, in your home, if you're the kind of person who only uses a, uses um, credit card. I mean, they automatically, burglars automatically assume that old people have cash in their homes. Mm. So it's mainly the elderly people are the most vulnerable because everyone thinks they use cash and they're, they're going to be more, more likely to be targeted for aggravated burglary. That's my main problem. And then the staff, I mean, I worked in retail for a while. 
And I, I wasn't actually, I was working in a big, big supermarket, so I was safe. But I mean, I, I know people who worked in small shops and they were very, very vulnerable to raids. And it's ter- terrifying when, when a raider breaks and yeah. points a knife or a gun at you. And do you think, you know, the, the gov- government's right today to bring in this access to cash bill? Hello? Hi, Anne, how are you? Hi, how are you, Andrea? Um, do you know, I know what we're saying about the airlines, like with them being cashless. Um, but I think there's good and evil to both sides of it, really. Like, that other lady was saying about her mother would take money out of the ATM and that. But there's two good sides. I think if you have that choice, we should be left with that choice. And if we want to use cash, let us use it. If we don't, fair enough. Now, I don't have a bank account. Okay. And I've only lived abroad for years, came home 2019, but I will not have a bank account and I will not have a credit card because I just don't the bank and I think with those shops those banks they're making enough money and they should be able to pay for the convenience of those Is is, is that something Sheena that the um, I know you're you're a pharmacist but like is that something that you're you're looking for the the IPU or the pharmacy union to lobby on now? To be honest this isn't this isn't an issue in pharmacy we have never stopped accepting cash so for me, you know, I, I think pharmacy is always going to maintain accessible healthcare, and we cater for all patients, whether they have cash or card. So it's a no brainer for me. But for separate businesses, I do genuinely feel that it's bad business not to remain accessible to all customers. And as your other caller said, you know, there are times when technology fails and unfortunately, you know, it's quite frequent. Like we would have it twice or three times in a year where our cards are gone. And I think ultimately, you know, we're looking at all these other businesses, whereas I think actually the key conversation here is about the banks. Money is the bank's business. So it's their duty to provide it. Mm. I don't think we need to legislate on regular retailers who are already accepting cash. Okay. I think we need to look and put the legislation towards you know, regulating the provision of services from the banks. Like okay. they, they're making a lot on card transactions. They have a duty to provide ATMs to enable choice, well, like cash is legal tender. If, if if you want to get in touch about this today, plenty of you are. Aidan and Roscommon, I work in Centre Parks and it's completely cashless. It's great when you're working in a place for consolidation. But I changed my car at the beginning of the year and I was shocked when I went in to take out the deposit from permanent TSB and I was told there was a ca- it was a, they were a cashless branch and I'd have to go to Athlone 40 minutes away. Another listener, my son spent a lot of time in Germany over the summer. It's all cash there in the small shops and cafes, etc. He found it so difficult to use his card or even tap while he was there. Why are we rushing into a cashless economy? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.